coming up, taking responsibility for the success of your marriage. listening to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm your host, Heather Dean. And this week, my guest is Rabbi David Orlovsky, the internationally renowned speaker whose lectures have inspired thousands of people for over 30 years. And this week, we're speaking about taking responsibility for the success of your marriage. And by the way, you can visit the website rabbiorlovsky.com, which features Rabbi Orlovsky's articles and audio and video classes, ebooks, and details of his upcoming speaking engagements. And for more information and to contact Rabbi Arlovsky about speaking in your community, visit rabbiarlovsky.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-O-R-L-O-F-S-K-Y.com. Welcome, Rabbi David Orlovsky, to At Home in Jerusalem. Thank you. You know, in talks that you've given on the topic of marriage, a central message you give to the audience is this, and I'm going to quote you, it's not about me, it's about us building something together in this world, end quote. I'm just wondering if you could explain this a bit, especially what you mean by actually building something. Yeah, because uh, basically the modern concept of a marriage, as we say, the most important thing is communication. Now, I'm not here to minimize communication, but why do they say the most important thing is communication? Because I want you to understand my needs because the purpose of a marriage is for me to get my needs met. You have to meet my needs and I have to meet your needs, which is a nice way of saying I'm going to use you for my own personal pleasure and you're going to use me for your own personal pleasure and each one of us is going to mutually use the other and that's a nice arrangement. But that's not, in the Torah sense, a marriage. In the Torah sense of a marriage, the idea is that the two of us are, and that's the blessing we always give a young couple, you should build a bias, Nelmon Israel, a faithful home in Israel. Um, when my father was getting ready to get married, uh, they got married in 1949, so he told me, you want to marry a nice Jewish girl and bring up a nice Jewish family. That was the overriding principle. Of course, you want to find somebody attractive and somebody nice, etc. but we're building something in this world. Mm -hmm. And that's why when you have two people who are basically living their own lives without necessarily shared values, but you'll, you'll take care of me and I'll take care of you, that's a nice arrangement, but that's not what a marriage is. A marriage is we build a bias, we build a home. Mm -hmm. And the purpose mm -hmm. of that home is to be on a miniature level, the temple in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And that's why we say in the Sheva Brachos, the seven blessings we make in, after a couple gets married, we say, we should see, We should see in the streets of Jerusalem the rebuilding of the temple and happiness, the happiness of a bride and groom. Because when a bride and groom come together and they build a home, that home is a temple. And that's why when the evil prophet Bilaam tried to curse us and his curses were turned into blessings, mm -hmm. when he looked at our houses, he said, Look at how good are your homes. Each one is a mishkan. Each one is a tabernacle, a temple. 
So we get together to build something. Mm -hmm. And that's why when I go into a marriage and it's about me, am I getting what I want? Are my needs being filled? So then you walk into a marriage and as long as I can use you for my own personal pleasure, that's great. But that's not a marriage. I wonder if we could take this also just to a day-to-day level. Okay, so if we undertake to be the best husband or wife possible, what are some concrete actions or goals we should be setting? So when you understand that your home is a is a temple, when you understand that your home is a, a holy place, mm-hmm. it changes everything. Mm-hmm. I had a woman who was a very spiritual person, and she says, I'm in a position, my, my husband's a rabbi, and I end up doing a lot of housework, mm-hmm. and there's no there's no holiness in my life. So I said, what do you think the priests in the temple did? The Kohanim in the base of Mikdash, what did they do? They sifted the flour and they kneaded the dough and they baked the bread and they, you know, uh, and they brought the, the, uh, the, the, the cooked roasted the meat. I said, they even did sponja, what we say here in Israel. They washed the floors, it <laughs> says, right. you know, they yeah. would fill it up to wash off the floors. They did mm-hmm. housework. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The reason it was so sacred is because they knew that they were a Kohen working in the temple. Mm-hmm. I said, that's the difference. You don't believe that your place is a holy place. Mm-hmm. So she says to me, well, how do I look at that when I'm looking at a sink full of dishes? I said, there's nothing less holy about a sink full of dishes than there is uh, washing the innards of a cow in a bucket, which was part of the temple service. It's just a question if you know it's important. Right. So a woman said to me once, she says, she says I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a short order cook. I'm providing a home for my children, my husband. I'm cooking food. I'm providing and I'm doing chesed. I'm doing kindness. I'm doing mm-hmm. everything I'm doing here is holy. Nice. It's mm-hmm. all an attitude. Mm-hmm. Still, I think I would take the kitchen sink over the, the innards. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm a Kohen, so like, you, know, like, you better practice. That's right? why I'm washing the dishes now. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so we're, we're undertaking being the best husband and wife possible. Married people are often advised to accept and appreciate our spouse as he or she is and to stop trying to change our mate. So, you know, for many of us, that's just so difficult. Even when it comes to like little annoyances, you know, some some husbands or wives has, have, maybe they speak differently, have a tendency to exaggerate or, or they're overly talkative, quiet. Maybe one is the homebody, the other loves to travel. Just wondering, what, what are your thoughts about that, about stop trying wow. to change. If those are your problems in marriage, you are truly blessed. <laughs> <laughs> your problem is that somebody's a little quiet, you know, gosh, get down on your knees and <laughs> kiss the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, the, the, I, saw, I saw a post once that said, um, uh, men marry women hoping they won't change and then get upset when they do. Women mm-hmm. marry men hoping they will change and get upset when they don't. <laughs> The, the older I get, the more one idea comes through to me, and that is you have no control over anybody in this world but yourself. Mm. Yeah, As uh, Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. call it, your circle of influence. Ultimately, the only thing I have control over is me. Mm-hmm. I can't control my spouse. I can't control my parents. I can't control my children. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I can't control my neighbors, my boss. The only person I have any control over is myself. Mm-hmm. And so if my happiness is going to be dependent upon the other person being what I want them to be, I'm going to be unhappy a lot. 
you know, and you find there are people who are unhappy in their marriage all the time because my husband didn't do this or my wife didn't say that or didn't do this. Or, and they just keep score of all the stuff. Forget about that. You'll be the best person that you can be. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you'll be surprised how the more that you work on yourself, right. and that's what Stephen Covey says, your sphere of influence extends right. and people get swept up inside of it. The more you grow and become a positive person, that that sphere expands and includes more and more people. So what's a good place to start if we, if we do want to work on correcting our own faults, if we want to have those insights about ourselves? What's a, what's a good place to start and move forward? The best place to look at it is, I, I used to say this for years, but again, I'm going to Stephen Covey. He writes mm-hmm. this. He says, every company has a mission statement. Your mission statement is your eulogy. Right? Mm, he says, wow. write your eulogy. In mm-hmm. other words, what is the life you wanted to have look back on? Mm-hmm. And the fact is that most people want to live a particular life, but they don't live it. So we all want to be great people who did great things in this world and made contributions and all kinds of wonderful things. Mm-hmm. We don't do it. Mm-hmm. But that's who we want to be. Mm-hmm. So start off by figuring out who I want to be at the end of my life and then work backwards mm-hmm. and figure out how do I get there. Every change has to be a small change. And I always say that. It's got to be a change that's not painful. If it's painful, you're just going to stop doing it. You take something small where it may be nothing more than putting a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. It may be nothing more than saying hello. Mm -hmm. There are people who don't. They come in, they walk into the house, they walk right to the computer, they don't talk to anybody, you know. Or husbands are notorious for this. They talk to their wife while they're looking at the computer screen (laughs) and they say, I'm listening. I can tell you back everything you said. (laughs) But that's not what we call active listening. You know, know, give the person your full attention, you know. Mm -hmm. And it may be nothing more than that than Mm -hmm. to make a conscious effort to smile. Make a conscious effort to say hello. Small things. Right. And that can be big. That it's not easy and it can be big. Changes it. So what's our big takeaway then message as we take responsibility for the success of our marriage? Um, look at your home and say, this is, this is the holiest place on earth. This is the most important place. And what we're doing here is the most important thing. We're building a, a, a holy place that is a temple to God and it's going to be filled with holiness. Mm-hmm. Therefore... Ask yourself, is this the way I want to behave in my home? Mm-hmm. You know, they have this expression today, use your outside voice. <laughs> I would say also use your outside language. If it's not, if it's not 100% appropriate, keep it out of your house. Um, do you mean like use your inside voice? What I mean is, I, I met a person who was, uh, he says his father was a Talmud of Chedusha Rim. They used to, with dignity, he goes, mm-hmm. he says, my grandfather never walked into the house. He would knock on the door and wait till his mother mm-hmm. opened the door. Mm-hmm. He never raised his voice. Mm-hmm. He always had a smile on his face. The two of them treated each other with so much respect mm-hmm. that it just flowed over. Everybody who walked in there said, this is a holy place. Nice, nice. Wow. These are great insights and, and advice about taking responsibility for the success of our marriage. Thank you so much, Rabbi David Orlovsky. Pleasure. And there are many excellent articles, audio classes, and videos on H.com about marriage, and you can click onto them from from the family section of the homepage. Thanks for listening.